So what can we tell people about business continuity? What do they need to know? Well, in brief, three things. First of all, you need a business continuity plan. Second, you need to introduce that plan to your staff and key vendors. And three, you need to prepare to implement that plan if events or incidents occur that trigger the need. And you have federal numbers that talk about businesses that fail to plan, don't you? I do. And, Kevin, those numbers are a real testament that a failure to plan is a plan to fail. In fact, the Fed numbers indicate that 43% of businesses who fail to have a business continuity plan in place they close within one year of facing a crisis, 51% close within two years, and 75% close within three years. Welcome, everyone. This is It's a PR Thing, the show that helps you build relationships that build business. We're bringing you a better understanding of what public relations is and how it can drive your business in ways you never knew it could. Let's get started. Welcome to It's a PR Thing. This is our bi-weekly podcast where we provide insights and best practices to help businesses create winning stakeholder relationships. I'm your host, Kevin Hanna, with McFarland PR and Public Affairs, right here in the heart of Indianapolis, just down the street from the ladies of Good Bones on HGTV and Lucas Oil Stadium, home of the Indianapolis Colts. I have our illustrious big shot here with us, Stephanie McFarland, <laughs> to talk about business continuity. Steph, why did you bring this topic me for our first podcast. Let's be honest, it's kind of a boring phrase. Well, first let me say thank you for that upgrade in position to illustrious big shot. <laughs> it's kind of more like jack of all trades, master of none. So, um, you know, Kevin, you're right. Um, business continuity planning is not the sexiest of terms, but right now it's extremely vital. So tell me, a 24-year-old kid, fairly fresh into the workplace, what business continuity is and why people need to be thinking about it, especially now. Well, first of all, kid, I take exception to that. I see you as a highly, <laughs> highly trained PR machine. So, Well, you know, to answer that question, Kevin, I would say let's take a look around our community. How many businesses have you seen or heard about closing in the wake of coronavirus? About too many to count, and just thinking about locally, just here on our side of town and downtown Indianapolis, it's kind of depressing. You can't even put a number to it, so many. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a place here on the east side. It's a national chain. Um, I like to stop there once a week because I can get a healthy choice, you know, three vegetable sides, and they've closed down. You know, I just passed a hairstylist yesterday that I used to go to years ago, and even though I don't go in there anymore because uh, where I go is closer to my home, but I still wish them well, and uh, they've closed down. Yeah, or like the mug here in Irvington next to where our old office used to be. I'm still in the area, so that's one of my favorite mom-pop restaurants to pop in, grab a lunch, or grab a quick dinner, and I'm pretty sure they closed their doors there in late March after all this kind of started. 
Oh, I, I didn't realize that. And that's really sad because I remember when the mug was coming to Irvington and everybody in the area was really excited and had, had high hopes. So yeah, that's uh yeah, you know, you know, like you said, it, it is, it's depressing. We all still need to look forward though with, you know, hope and diligence and action. Um, you know, but like, as we're talking about, these businesses are part of our lives. For people that work there, it's a big part of their life. It's they're part of our routines. They're part of our communities. And, you know, frankly, they're part of our stability structure. And like you said, in a matter of a few weeks, poof, they're gone. So what can we tell people about business continuity? What do they need to know? Well, in brief, three things. First of all, you need a business continuity plan. Second, you need to introduce that plan to your staff and key vendors. And three, you need to prepare to implement that plan if events or incidents occur that trigger the need. And you have federal numbers that talk about businesses that fail to plan, don't you? I do. And, Kevin, those numbers are a real testament that a failure to plan is a plan to fail. In fact, the Fed numbers indicate that 43% of businesses who fail to have a business continuity plan in place they close within one year of facing a crisis, 51% close within two years, and 75% close within three years. Wow. That's especially concerning given what we've gone through the last few months with coronavirus and all the government shutdowns. How many businesses do you think fall into those categories? Well, it's hard to tell. Obviously, we're, you know, we've got at least here in Indiana, you know, I mean, we're just going to go full throttle, you know, reopen here in just the next few weeks. And, um, you know, so it, it's hard to tell in that regard. But what I can tell you is that the federal government estimates that about 51% of U.S. businesses do not have a business continuity plan in place. Wow. So that's, that's a lot. That's too many. And we don't want that to happen. So what do we need to tell people? What does a business continuity plan entail? Well, in short, it identifies all your business operations and functions, and then it details out contingency plans to keep those divisions and functions operating in the event you experience a business threat or disruption. Uh, or at the very least, it helps you recover quickly if you do have to shut down your business temporarily, or it allows you to significantly shift or pivot if you have to adjust how you deliver your business in light of that business threat or disruption. So that would be like all these bars, restaurants, other businesses that were deemed non-essential um, and had to close their doors to the public during the shutdown, right? Well, actually, restaurants and bars were non-essential. Restaurants were considered essential. But, but to your point, um, yes, you're absolutely correct. Um, you know, those restaurants and so forth, I mean, they, they had to change the way they do business pretty drastically. And obviously, it, you know, we're seeing where some of them took a really big hit. So whenever, what steps do they need to take in terms of getting their business continuity plan together? Okay. Well, once you have a business continuity plan developed, and that's just roughed out, you need to talk, excuse me, walk through that with your staff and any crucial vendors that are paramount to keeping your business moving when, uh, you know, when you're threatened by a disruption. And that would be like a live drill or something along those lines? You know, you, you definitely want to, uh, you definitely, I, I definitely recommend a drill always because, you know, that gives you a, a chance to test it out, make sure it will work with your employee culture, you know, your vendor operations and, and any disruptions that they could face. But once you at least get a draft intact, pull everybody together, walk through it, get feedback, encourage push, pushback on what will work and what may not work, 
and take that all into consideration and then go back and refine it. In that process, that should all happen organically? Yes. Thank you, Ray Begovich of Franklin College. You've taught Kevin well. <laughs> yes, as I know you've, you've been taught by others and in our own conversations, um, you should always approach planning as organic, you know, because things are going to change and evolve as your business grows and adapts to market influences. And you should think about business disruptions specifically in levels like one, two, and three. Can you break that down a little bit, the differences between a level one, two, and three, and kind of maybe examples of each? Yes. So you know how we talk about a business continuity plan, or rather, I'm sorry, um, a crisis management plan is like a book, and it has different chapters to it. So two of those chapters are your business continuity plan and your emergency management plan. So level one and level two are things that will likely show up in your business continuity plan, and I'll circle back with some examples here in a moment. Level three usually belongs in your emergency management plan. Not always, but um, I characterize level three as what we call death and destruction. So that could be where you're working to prevent uh, that type of outcome, or you are managing through death and destruction. Okay. And then level one and two, what – oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry about that. So circling back, level one is, for example, when the president said in March, we are going to shut down the economy so we can slow the spread, flatten the curve, and not overwhelm the healthcare system. If you remember that day, we activated our level one business continuity, which is very similar to what we do if we have a weather, like a heavy, heavy winter weather event here in Indiana. You know, everybody yeah. gathers everything. We start working from home. We activate all of our everything we have that's remote access. Um, and, and we are able to continue business usually without a hitch. Um, level two is, as you talked about earlier, the restaurants, where they had to significantly change the way they do business, you know, because they couldn't have people inside anymore. You know, and now they're having to manage people with social distancing. They're having to manage people with curbside, with, you know, pre-order. That's a very different business model that also can very much limit their volume. Okay. All right, Steph, it looks like we're running out of time. What can we tell our listeners to do to get moving on this? Because it's not just mom-and-pop shops that are out there working without a business continuity net, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, you know, we've run across, you know, a few clients in our day in developing crisis communication plans who are not mom-and-pop shops. These are uh, well-established, well-capitalized, and well-staffed organizations, and they, don't, they didn't have crisis management plans or business continuity plan. And we align our crisis management plans to their CMPs, as you know. So a business continuity plan obviously being, being a part of that. So to answer your question, we've got some tools for folks to tap into and help them get that process started. Hit me. What are those tools that we have available for them? Okay, so tool number one, this is a freebie. This is our business continuity primer, and it gives you a little more detail on what a business continuity plan is and a checklist of things you need to consider and information you need to gather to begin your planning process. We also share some free resources uh, that can help you to start to develop the actual physical plan. Okay. And tool and two? So tool num- yeah, sorry. Tool two, that's our one-hour online webinar that you can access anytime, and that includes uh, one hour of consultation to use at any point in the future. Uh, and that will help guide you 
and coach you to getting that business continuity plan drafted. The outcome of this tool is to get the basic considerations out of your head and onto paper so you can start the actual planning process. Now, there is a cost to that, but it is significantly less than a one-hour consultation with us. And that consultation that you get to go with the actual materials and so forth in which you'll kind of work through exercises and you should actually finish that, like we said, with some things down on paper, uh, at least some, some, some rough thoughts. Um, but you'll get that one-hour consultation. You can use that in four-hour, you know, 15-minute increments. You can use it in half-hour increment. You can use it for a full hour. It's really just up to you how you want to use that. So the okay. third tool is uh, an upcoming event we're going to be doing here in the next few weeks, and we're going to launch a five-day challenge. Uh, we'll be sharing more information on this in the next week or so, but in short, it's a five-day program where we'll work with 10 companies, so it's limited participation. And with that, we'll hammer out a business continuity plan in five days, or rather each participant will. So each day they'll get a mission assignment um, that they have to complete in 24 hours, and then that will be an actual uh, piece of uh, their business continuity plan, a component of it. And they'll get a half-hour phone consultation with us each day to answer any questions, provide any clarity, or help them work through their assignment. And that five-day challenge is significantly less than $1,000. Um, uh, but at the end of the week, they have an actual draft plan completed and ready for an internal walkthrough to refine it. And again, I said it's less than a thousand bucks. And Kevin, you know, whenever we do that work for clients, it's thousands of dollars. So that's yes. a really good opportunity for, uh, you know, small, mid-sized business, even a large business. You know what I mean? It's got somebody they want to sign to that, join that five-day challenge, and within five days, you will have a draft that will be hammered out. Yeah. So kind of a rundown of the three tools that we have available or will have available. Tool one will get your thinking on track. Tool two gets your thinking formalized and puts it on your own paper. And then tool three, the five-day challenge, results in an actual business continuity plan draft. All right? Absolutely, yes. And tools one and tool two are available right now on the website. So anyone who's interested, they can get started with those items today. Okay, and then we'll be pushing out more information in the coming weeks about the five-day challenge coming up, right? Yes, absolutely. We want folks to have a chance to go through that and to be able to have something ready, you know, not just for pandemic, but for anything else that they could potentially be facing in the next 6 to 12 months. But we particularly want people to have one ready in case there is a second wave that comes through in the fall, which we are all hoping and praying that will not be the case. But we want folks to be able to have something in case it is so that they can pivot and be able to, get to sustain their business. Yes. Well, that looks like that's all the time we have today, Steph. Um, looks like we've got ourselves a five-day challenge, getting everything ready to go for this. But I'd like to thank everybody for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and interest, and we'll be looking. Uh, we'll look forward to having you listen to our next episode. Go have a great day.